a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. It's Friday. Hurrah. It is four o'clock. It is Short Fuse. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good week? Bad week? Indifferent week? Short week? So that's good, isn't it? Just poncing about. And a shout out this week to Jeffy. Jeff, ooh. Come on, guys. Hey. See, look, they all miss you, Jeff. Not really. Uh, Jeff's uh, been trotting around in his homelands of Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland and any bit of Ireland. Of course, he likes the South far more than Rob likes it, but that's a little political indiscretion they have. But anyway, uh, hello to him and to his mum and dad and to the nipper as well. And, and the weather apparently is 17 seasons in one day which is not surprising for Northern Ireland. Uh, we have got a uh, change in this show this week. Got something slightly weird coming up later. But due to popular demand, and God knows, I think it's his mum, uh, Johnny is going to play a slightly larger role in this week's show. So you'll find out a bit more about that later. When I mean larger, I just mean he'll be saying a bit more. Nothing. Anything else? Yeah, nothing enlarged. Absolutely. Right. Okay, let's go on with our story of the week. And it is this. Mortgages are going green. Now, this, I really like this story. So, this is green banking with Swiss. You may have heard of the Green uh, Investment Bank and all these things. Blah, 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 blah. But Barclays have launched, I think this is a cracking idea, a green mortgage. So, what it says is that if you are going to buy a house that's energy efficient, an AB rated house, and you're going to look after your bills, whatever, we are going to give you a mortgage at a better rate. Pretty clever. So they're saying that they'll reward people who um, buy these homes with a lower rate than their standard tariffs. It'll be available if you set, if you buy probably a new build home, because unfortunately, obviously, older homes, like my one knackered, old Victorian thing, they, they leak like anything. But uh, if you're buying a new home, this could be really pretty good. And they're, they're saying that, uh, you know, on a 150 grand mortgage, uh, the average savings over five years with this would be about £750. Uh, it's been backed by the government, obviously. Claire Perry, I think, uh, gave it the thumbs up, the energy minister. And I think it's a really, really good idea. Why not? We have lots of lots of people trying to get on the housing ladder. If you're going to buy a house that's more efficient than an older house, why shouldn't you be given some sort of benefit? Because you're using less energy, using less stuff, and it could encourage us to do more of it. If you found that actually by putting in insulation and putting in things you can, that you got a discount or you, you found it was beneficial for you financially, I think much many more of us would do this. You know, I looked at trying to get some... Uh, sort of, uh, you know, in-wall insulation. But as I said, because my place is so old, you can't do things like that. But maybe if someone said to me, hey, stick a solar panel and do all this and we'll knock some money off your mortgage, oh, may, may, may we, we, get me going. So um, I think this is a, a really good initiative. Uh, Barclays uh, is launching this now. Uh, they plan to get some customers on it quickly. And we'll see how it goes, because if it's popular, I'm sure other banks will follow suit. Um, next story is also on this sort of efficiency ride. So this is the government uh, getting involved. Uh, first story is about the market doing something. This one's about the government putting £6 billion into a new energy efficiency package. And what they're doing is they're changing the terms of the energy uh, company's obligations. So uh, all big energy companies have to pay something called an ECO, which is basically... 
an obligation to help the poorest in society with improving their um, fuel sort of uh, whether it's fuel poverty by helping them with bills, whether it's insulation, whether it's boilers, whether it's anything like that. Uh, and this scheme has been pretty good. It has helped people in the poorest parts of society to try and mitigate against sort of rising prices. But um, quite unusually, only, you know, 30% of the people who are qualifying for this scheme are not on low incomes. Well, I find that quite weird. Shouldn't this be a scheme for the most vulnerable in society. So the government is looking at that and they want to extend it. They want to open ECO up to another 900,000 people. Um, and their plan is to invest this money, uh, encourage energy efficiency, and get the energy companies to you know, play ball by funding this. Now, you could say energy companies get a lot of stick. And some of it is very deserved. But I would say on this point, they have done a lot. You know, most energy companies will offer you help with your boiler or your insulation or other things. They contact people and often people just say, I'm not interested, which is weird. You know, if you're going to get this offer, uh, and particularly if you're sort of struggling, you know, a little bit of insulation can cut your bills by an amazing amount. So the more we have this, the better. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, final story in this section. Well, this is interesting. In Australia, down under, so um, it's cleaning up down under. Right now, England is cleaning up on the uh, Commonwealth Games. I think last I saw they were leading the medal tables. And now the Aussies are cleaning up themselves. Since they uh, cut down coal plants, they closed seven of them in the last four years, they've seen a really significant cutback in the levels of emission of particulates, things like sulphur, uh, nitrogen dioxide, things like that. All the sort of grudge and gunk that comes associated with thermal plants. Uh, the air quality has improved. They've actually seen that. And what they're saying is that this is a direct correlation that if you do, no shit, Sherlock, get rid of, you know, coal plants, then the air does clean up because if we're not burning all this stuff, it's not going out there. What they did find, though, is electricity generation. And this is interesting. Now, Australia doesn't have a big population. Obviously, it's a massive country with a very small population. So some of the rules that Aussies have don't really apply to us here in, in the UK or in mainland Europe. But uh, electricity generation is still the biggest source of toxic particulates in Australia. And I'm prob probably certain that it's, it is probably the, the case here, but uh, it's probably... We have a lot of diesel, you know, trucks and we have a lot of transport that puts up our particulates. But in Australia, they found that although they've had a big cut, it still shows you that uh, if we can green our electricity production, then we get cleaner air for all of us. OK, right. They're the main stories. And now this is something new. Well, we thought, why not have a moment where we try and discuss life in a more ELN manner? So, welcome to The Banter Box. So, what this is, is this is not going to replace Viewpoint. We'll still do Viewpoint. But occasionally, I will let the Oi Polloi 
come in. Have a snap back. <laughs> yeah. And that's what today's one's about. So we're going to discuss uh, a topic. I'd like you guys to get involved by tweeting us or uh, hashtagging. You know the score. Short fuse. You can go on there and do it. Uh, let us know what you think during the course of the next few minutes. So I thought I'd start with a subject that's close to both our hearts. Yep. Fracking. Frack you. Yep. Excellent. Frack off. Frack off. So, Quadrilla. So, uh, I think we've got uh, some video. Let's put the video up. So, Quadrilla have basically uh, managed to drill the UK's first uh, shale, shale gas well yep. in Lancashire, a horizontal well. So, not, what they've done. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. All right, let's get, do the story <laughs> bit first. So, what is happening is basically uh, fracking's back, and what they've done is they've gone down. And then they've gone out and they've gone horizontally. And the reason is that shale, if you know what shale is, hopefully most of us have worked it out. It's where you've got gas trapped in sort of rocks and stuff like that. And you have to drill out. It's not like a conventional well where there's a, a pool of oil and you go down or a pool of gas. Uh, and so Quadrilla, they've done it in Lancashire. They've gone down two and a half uh, thousand metres and they've gone out 800 metres. Uh, they've gone into the shale and they reckon that they'll be able to get a bit of commercial gas coming out soon. So, we can start about this. Uh, I do get fracking off idea. I do get fracking because I do think for energy security, it's a good thing. But we've shown some pictures of people demonstrating when you're over. You're not a big fan. Well, don't you trust the Russians to supply us with energy? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I trust them to supply us with Novichok, but not energy. But go on. Yeah. Um, Allegedly. Well, that could be good for Allegedly. Nuclear, nuclear power yeah, industry. Exactly. We can use that. No. Go um, on, then. So tell me why you're down there. You don't need your notes for this. It's supposed to be banter. I'm not very good at banter. No. <laughs> uh, okay. so, Alex knows well, he's not. Well, I'm from Surrey. And yeah, I've you're got, posh. There's beautiful countryside. I'm very posh. Come over um, here. There's lots of beautiful farms and stuff like that. Is it just because you're And they'd be posh? full of fracking rigs if they had their way. Yeah. So um, I mean, that's going to ruin my walks in the countryside. Yeah. And and the place to park the Rolls Royce. Yeah. Excellent. Exactly. And the Bentley. And the Bentley. Yeah. But, but um, no, seriously, I don't actually think they're needed because solar and wind are becoming cheaper by the day. Uh, batteries are getting closer to actually being a proper thing that we can right. use. Right. Uh, and it seems to me that fracking is just another way to destroy the environment, which allegedly, which we're <laughs> moving away from in most other ways. Well, you can say that, but also you can say, what is security? So you mm. did the story about, you know, uh, when we had the skull, uh, the beast from the east, yeah, we yeah. were going to run out of gas. We had that warning from National Grid and we know that we're importing nearly all of our mm. gas. So let's look at America. All right. So they've been fracking for ages. Yes. All right. And you can say what you like. They're the best example to follow. But they are an example where, if you look, if you put away the emotional side of They're it... They're doing well, yeah. Yeah, mm. all right? So the, the, the shale gas has actually given them an economic benefit and it has made them more energy secure. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that we should be drilling all over the place. Absolutely not. I do agree with that. Uh, and I think that there's, uh, there is an um, impression... Right, let me ask you something. I bet you probably... Do you think fracking goes on in the UK? Uh, not on a massive scale, but I imagine on very small scales. So. It has been going on for about 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it, it, we don't know it. Fracking I'm rigs... I'm not sure what scale is that happening. It's, it's, it's tiny, really small rigs, the size of, you know, when you're uh, out and about and you see a kind of like, you know, um, a, a transformer. Mm. Yeah. So there are parts of the country like between Derbyshire where there are these small rigs. They've been going since the 60s. Yeah, I, I knew much, what's going they? on. Yeah, and yeah. you don't really hear them. and they, So... It's one of these things where I think two, three years ago, 
Previous report, Vicky used to cover loads of demos about it. You've covered, obviously, Preezy on it as well. Yeah. People against it. But there's this kind of reactionary kind of madness that we're all going to die. There's going to be gas coming out the taps. All the water's going to be poisoned. Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, Quadrilla have gone through a lot of hoops to get this. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing, but I do think it's one of those things where if you're looking at energy security, we should have it. Especially as Brexit's coming along. As Brexit's we coming along. We need to be more secure. So we do. If there but, was ever a time, it's now. But for people like you, who are a bit posh. Yeah, frack it. Frack it. All right, there we go. Uh, okay, now, you've got some stories. Tell me more. Uh, so, continuing on my posh Surrey walks in the countryside theme. Excellent. Uh, I was glad to hear the government's cracking down on litter, people that litter. Uh, so that means if you're walking along and chuck something in the bush or if you throw something out of your car window, uh, which apparently wasn't covered by the previous regulations, I don't what? think, or properly enforced at least. Right. Chucking stuff out of your car. Uh, previously, if you were on foot and chucked something, it was an £80 fine and now it's £150 for that and the car one. So I don't know if that's enough, but it's quite a lot of money to pay over. Yeah, but OK, it. right. So that's fine. Who's yeah. going to police it? The police? No, I don't know. <laughs> look, they can't even stop what's going on in London right now. Well, I see they do. I've seen loads of people get fined 80 quid before uh, at Waterloo. Have you? So they do it at train stations. I've never seen, I've seen anyone that. be fined for dropping litter. Yeah, yeah, at Waterloo I've seen it a load of times because I used to work there, obviously, so maybe that's why. But yeah. in the countryside, obviously, no one's going to be around if I chuck a, yeah. I don't know, a sofa in a bush or something <laughs> or a pack of crisps or whatever. Uh, so I don't know how effective so far, it will be. But I think in London, maybe, it will make a difference. Uh, well, look, we should be cleaning up, so there's no, no reason to say this is a bad thing, but I just think they won't be able to uh, enforce it. No, maybe It'll not. be you, Citizen Johnny goes out there. Yeah, yeah, with my uh, if you're grabby stick in the countryside. Yeah, grab yeah. it. Right, next one. Um, and yeah, so the other one is I drive a VW Polo. So do I. Uh, when I'm well, not driving drive the Rolls Royce. Of course, yes. Um, but yeah, so Volkswagen have basically pledged... All, in Germany, the government has now allowed councils, if they want to, to basically impose measures to ban the most polluting cars. Yes. So not all cities will actually do that, but all cities are allowed to do that now. Um, and I don't think any of them have actually enacted it at the moment. But VW, obviously, lots of VW owners mm -hmm. uh, were angry because their relatively new cars uh, actually fall within the dirtiest car group, according yeah. to these rules. Uh, so their cars could... They might, you know, the tax on those new cars could actually go up a lot. So VW or B, the cars could be banned completely. So, so v your car's worthless? Not worthless, but it's lost a lot of value. Uh, so VW has basically said uh, it's, it, it? it's going to buy the cars back. Ah! Uh, those people. Danke schön! Yeah. VW. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that one, now that's not bad. Yeah, so I don't know, you, you never know if all the city's going to put the ban in place or whether VW's actually going to do that, but they've said they're going to, so. Let's talk about those things, though, because new cars sales have gone down for the first time in a few years, it was announced, uh, and a lot of that to do with the diesel thing. Mm. Uh, but... Dieselgate. Dieselgate. But for poor people... Yeah. Not like you. Diesel is very good because it's economical. Well, yeah, that's something I was thinking about when we did the... Um, when Sadiq Khan introduced the you toxicity, know, the, charge, the toxicity yeah. charge in London, where the oldest diesel cars yes. are going to be fined more uh, than, than a big posh Yeah, charge. absolutely. But obviously, if you're pretty well off, yeah. you could have, you probably have a newer <coughs> car that's not as polluting, or you can quite easily buy a new car that's not polluting. But if you're, I don't know, a single parent with a diesel polo from yeah. the 1990s, 
uh, and you don't have enough money anyway, you're pretty screwed. So yeah, yeah, these kind of things do tend to discriminate against poorer people. Well said, Johnny. Not that I would know, but of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then finally, just to talk some rubbish for a moment, uh, cycling. Always a clean way to do it. Yes. Right? Yes. So if we, we both do a bit of cycling, how dangerous would you say the streets of London are now? Because you're the one that still has been like an idiot cycling through all the cold weather, mainly to the pub, I yeah. would say. Yeah, and back from the pub. And back. Uh, Streets of England, and even the Republic of Surrey is, is part of England, from what I remember. Yep, uh, Surrey's main problem is potholes, but I'd say London obviously is quite dangerous in terms of lorries crushing you. Yes. Uh, and people generally being more aggro. More aggro, absolutely. As we saw on that little, there's a great clip that's been on Twitter, shared by uh, Tony Bellew of this bloke having a row with a, a cyclist. As we yeah, saw. yeah. Uh, I think some guy, well, I don't know, have we got the clip? Uh, no, we haven't we got the clip, the clip? no, no, but we, we can point people towards it. I should have mentioned it to Cyclist Robert. face plant, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 it's like, no, he's not, he, the yeah, cyclist. The cyclist road rage, road rage. Yeah, and the bloke runs after him anyway. Uh, no, the reason I ask is simply because one of these things is if we had better public infrastructure. Yeah, like Amsterdam or something like that. Yeah, so that we could ride. Would cycle. We would ride. Yeah. And we'd be there. Right, anything else you want to say? Uh, not really, other than you can contact, I would say me or Pre, but Pre's going to be away next week. Uh, so it'll just be me running the scene. Um, and so you can email me at stories at energylivenews.com and if you have any good ideas or criticism, which is more likely, uh, then yeah, get in uh, touch. He's, he's a star. And what else is happening next week, Jonathan, that you've been working up, building up to? Come on, Johnny. Come on, work Sweet. it out, mate. What's happening? <laughs> Ah, I, I haven't really been working on that. That was a bit of a red herring. Uh, the new website has been <laughs> Alex, launched. Alex, thank God you're here, Al. That I, is all we can say. I'm awful with technological stuff, and I haven't really put the website together but myself, so that threw me off. We have got a new website coming. And it's much prettier. It is much prettier. It's going to have lots of good things. So we will launch that early next week, okay? So you'll see a big shake-up in the way Energy Live News looks. Yep. And there'll be bits more of, you might be able to see more of Johnny every day. You can give us some feedback about that if you fancy on the stories sure. at Energy Live News email address. So okay. Get in touch about that. All right, you've had enough publicity. Yes, I'm losing my voice. Yeah. So, Slink off. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Brilliant. Lovely. Uh, so uh, do let us know what you think about fracking uh, and any other bits that we've covered. Uh, get involved. We'd like to do the banter box with more people. Maybe get involved. You want to have a little row with us. Uh, let's do it. Let's get energy being a bit more controversial. Right, a couple of things before we go. Can we do the diary dates, please, Rob? So the diary dates coming up. So June the 7th, we have Energy Live Future, which is taking place at the Crystal in Docklands. This is an Energy Live special event for major energy users. So we've been contacting you this week. Uh, Al's done some calls. Don't think anyone else has. I have. Uh, we've been sending emails, but we will be getting in touch with you. So if you're a major energy user, Please watch out for that invitation and do come along. We've got a packed, packed day for you. We're going to look at uh, the whole sort of uh, question of whether we'll have energy in the future in Mars. Uh, how will suppliers exist in the future? What will be happening with the way you buy and sell energy? What equipment could be doing to make your life easier right now as an end user? We'll be hearing case studies. We'll be looking at new kits. We've got uh, great 
real innovation from two universities that are coming along with hopefully more. So we'll have people from Cranfield and Durham, including a electric car that's been built by students in a very new kind of way. And we'll do our own version of a sort of a, a top gear of, of EV. So plenty going on. Get yourself involved in that. Uh, June the 28th is Telka. And Telka closing day is taking place on the 23rd. So you've got about just over two and a bit weeks left to get your entries in. We've had a lot in, so we'll be pushing on Telka as well. So, and then on early dates for autumn, October the 31st, we have Energy Live Expo. And we'll be looking at where we're going uh, as we enter the final stages of the Brexit negotiations and all the implications that has for the energy sector. Right, uh, before we go, any shout outs, Freddie? No? None. Not even, not even Kevin Cochran. What a shame. Where are you, Kev? Uh, let me end with our end finally. <laughs> this is good. So we all like a good mode. Not in this office, because they're always really keen, aren't you guys? Lovely, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the average Brit, there's a survey about energy workers feeling undervalued, okay? And I can't believe this, but anyway, the average Brit says they, they believe they're owed a 37% pay rise. More than that. Yeah, more than that. Shut up, Johnny. Uh, in energy, apparently that figure goes to a whopping... 43%. This is some survey done by some CB company. So, uh, people in the energy sector are unhappy. I don't think that's true. I think all the ones I've met have had a right good laugh. And the other thing that cracked me up was <laughs> people want more pay than holiday. What do you reckon, guys? Mm, I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. Would you like a pay rise or more time off? Both? Knowing this, you're not going to get both, John. You're not going to get anything. Pay. pay. Uh, so, he's got, Alex has gone for pay. Rob? Holiday or pay? Holiday. See, holiday, see? Yeah, but how are you going to... I think I'll go for pay. Holiday, holiday. anyway. Holiday. So there you go. But you can have more time off. You can watch more Netflix. You can do whatever you like. So that's uh, an interesting one. Uh, we should be back next week. We've got a, a, a busy week, as I said, with the new website launch. Uh, do uh, keep informed on Energy Live News every week, every day. Drop us a line. Watch the daily updates in the morning with Johnny. Oh, yes. They're a shocker. Uh, and uh, we'll be hopefully uh, seeing you next Friday at four o'clock. See you later.